0: Hey there, everyone! Welcome back to the channel. It is Denise Salcedo, and I am very stoked because right now my guest is none other than the AEW TNT champion, Papa Powerhouse. I like that.
1: I like that. What's going on? Thank you for having me,
0: dude. I gotta tell you, I was practicing that like a bunch of times because I'm like, I cannot mess this up. Like this is, you know, like this is you the can. intro I gotta do.
1: I'm, I'm with it. You get an A plus. 100%. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Man, so I'm so excited to talk to you, but before we kind of get into like all the conversation of everything that you have been doing, I want I want to talk about how this interview came about because oh, when I told
1: you uh <laughs> me and you got beef, I got heat which yeah. Yeah. It you was just literally saw like, just like the best look on your face. It's how like was one it was of those I effed I- up looks, but I I was just
0: joking with you no I loved it though because it was it was so funny because you know I'm seeing you and you're like oh me and you we got beef and I'm like Oh my God. Inside my head. I was like, (laughs) I got beef with powerhouse Hobbs. This is not good. This is not good. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to have to go ahead and confront him and ask him what I did. And it was so funny when you told me that it was a joke. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like this huge, immense, like relief went over me. But I just thought it was so funny though, that I was like, that's great. I got, I got ribbed on. This is awesome. You
1: You did. I got you. I got you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right so let's hop in man uh you know as i mentioned earlier tnt champ man how does it feel to hear that to hear that right now like hey you're the champ
1: it's it's wild it's crazy because i mean i was talking to chris jericho uh the night i won the championship and then he you know he texted me the next day and he, and he was like it's almost like a cinderella story you can go from enhancement talent to tnt champ and during that pandemic era, nobody knew who the hell I was besides anybody local to to the Bay Area in California. So it's wild. Everywhere I go, I'm getting getting love and, you know, sometimes I get some dirty looks wherever I go. But it, it's, it's all right with me. You know, to, today is a good day because it's actually Powerhouse Hobbs Day in the city of East Palo Alto. So...
0: Oh, my God, that's incredible. Like, when you think about all of these things that are happening in your life and you think about, like, how you got here, because only you yourself know your journey and everything that you went through to get here. Like, how does that make you feel, like, knowing everything that you went through to finally get to this point? You're on AEW. You're one of the featured talents. You're out there killing it, having all of these matches as the champ. Uh, You know, you just had that awesome match with Ray Phoenix. You're, you know, the Penta match is going to air on Saturday. I mean, like... All of this is happening. Like, this is real.
1: Uh, it's, Like I said, it's... I knew eventually I would get here. You know, I, I I was told by my grandparents, you know, everyone has a purpose in life. And I've always felt this was my purpose, to be a professional wrestler and entertain people. So, it, it took a while, but I'm here and making the most of it. And, you know, uh, when, when we were in, in the Bay Area, San Francisco, for that whole Revolution Week, like, I had so many people come up to me and it was very humbling and overwhelming that they are telling me they love how I represent the Bay. And and I get that, you know, when we're in other places as well, but it's just, it's one of those things where I sit back and when I'm alone, I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm actually here. So I'm not taking it for granted, making the most of it. So it's like I said, and this whole journey has been wild since I've been away at AEW. And, I, and I haven't even hit three years yet. So, getting close but it's everything is wild <laughs> if i sit back and actually think about it
0: so let's talk about like you know the bay area and all of that because you know you, you let's start let's start off with like the face of the revolution i mean that was freaking nuts you're in there with all of these guys that are just yeah. doing all of the craziest things that you don't even know that humans can even do. Right. And, you know, you have this big moment you win. And then even afterwards, there's a really funny little uh, like meme of you where you're like holding on to the brass ring and you're just like there and it's so funny. Um, tell us about what that experience was like to be able to work with all of these guys in this type of caliber of a match and, you know, to be the one standing above it all at the end.
1: I think that that match was, it was like a pot of gumbo. You know, you got all different type of flavors and all those guys are great athletes. And they all brought something different to the table that night. So it's just, you know, there's a point where I'm on the, I think I got dove on or something and I'm sitting or laying down trying to collect myself. And, and I see someone, I think it might've been AR Fox doing some type of flip and I'm like, how is, how is that possible? Because I haven't seen anyone do stuff like that since like NBA Jam when the guy's going up the dunk and he twirls around and his shoes are on fire. So it's it's just wild. Everyone brought brought it that night. And obviously, I was the last man standing. So, you know, I brought, I brought a little bit extra, you know, especially being from the Bay. So,
0: man, and that reaction too. Like, I, you know, you're standing there and like the reaction of the crowd, like everybody was just like, yes, like we knew, like this is the guy
1: yeah it, it man it's just i've never felt energy like that you know especially i've, I've wrestled in at Arthur Rastein and it was 20,000 plus people and it was that night at the Cow Palace felt very very close to that
0: Wow, wow. Okay, so uh, let's talk about, you know, the actual, you know, the win of the TNT championship because that was an interesting night because not only <laughs> did you, not only did you, you know, become champ and everybody was like, oh, you know, like I, I pretty much, I think a lot of people were like, okay, I think it's definitely, it's definitely going to be Hobbs. This is, you know, this is his moment. This is his time. And it did happen. However, you had the, you had the help and also the alignment of a new person that a uh, QT and you guys have this new, uh, you know, you guys are coming together. So there was a lot of, you know, there was a big conversation surrounding that. I want to ask you, you know, what that moment felt like, and if you were on social media seeing what people were saying and all of that.
1: So let, let, let's 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 take a few steps back. You were at Revolution. You were at the the media scrum. Yep. You you saw what I told Warlow.
0: You did. Yeah. You were there.
1: You you have video footage of it. And so I, I, I meant that I took that to heart. Like, I I don't think anybody knew I was coming in. I was just hanging around the building being nosy and, oh, he's going to interview. So I had to let Warlow know how I felt. And as far as this new alignment, everybody's talking about what QT, QT and I have always been tight. Like everybody loves when pro wrestlers shoot. So we're going to, we're going to shoot for a minute. QT was the one that texted me in the summer of 2020 to see if I was a local talent and I could come out to Jacksonville and I'm all the way in California. And so I had just got laid off. My daughter was a few months from being born. And so I just rolled the dice, threw it out all on the line and QT has been there every step of the way. He has had some type of guidance input on every single match that I've had. And i'm i'm a hundred percent sure he doesn't need me to tell all our business but i'm gonna put some of it out there he is he's been helping me since day one that that's that's not a, a gimmick or a joke like qt does so much behind the scenes back stuff there's so many people that come up to me come up to him every single week so and he and he's told me from day one his word is his bond and You know, unfortunately, Warlow was the casualty, and he had to find out, so...
0: So what does it mean to you? Cause you mentioned, you know, all of this, you know, history with you and QT and how he, you know, he's, you know, helped you out and helped you get your start in AEW and yep. all of the advice and also mentioned all of the hats that he wears and whatnot. So what does it mean to you to be like, okay, this is somebody who clearly could have kind of gone any direction, could have maybe done anything with anybody else, but there's this alignment with you and him now on screen. And the fact that you guys are getting to like test the waters to see what that on-screen, you know, chemistry is going to be like for you. What does it mean to kind of get that opportunity to work with someone like QT and, uh, you know, and help you advance and continue growing?
1: is it's, my advisor. You know, I, I, he has so much knowledge um, in professional wrestling. So it's, I, like I said, I, I go to him for advice. He's, he's my advisor when he's at ringside with me. So if he tells me I need to pick it up, I need to pick it up. I mean, you saw what I did to Ray Phoenix. I mean, yeah, I, that, that was fun. Did the same thing to Christopher Daniels. You know, at our at our first house show, and same thing is going to happen to Pentas. So, he he he's he helps out the monster a lot. So.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm so interested to see how you guys continue to play off of each other. And obviously with the QTV, uh, that's an entirely, you know, it, it, I think the concept is pretty it's cool. Hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. so funny. Yeah. What did
1: you think of it? I love it. I love it. I love it, man. It's, you know, of course, the, you know, when we have our QTV episodes and whoever the victim is, they don't like it. But what are they going to do, fighters?
0: It's great. I love it. I love all of the, uh, you know, influences that it's taking from and like just mixing it all into this, you know, one little wrestling universe, I guess.
1: Yeah, We, we should have our own show.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, Hobbs, I do want to ask you because, you know, you mentioned kind of going coming into AEW, you started off as enhancement talent and look at you now, you're TNT mm-hmm. champ. So I do want to ask you what was given that you know you were kind of you know involved in this program with Ward Low and Samoa Joe uh, you know in and out and all of that for quite some time but for the moment, when you actually found out that hey you were going to be winning the face of the revolution ladder match uh Wardlow was going to you know be losing the title to you for you what was your reaction to that and when you bec- when you find out hey i'm going to be champion of you know maybe one of the champions in this company what is the mindset or what is what are the thoughts that go through your head because you know you're going to be uh you know on a different level on a different plateau and people are going to look at you differently and you're going to have different responsibilities when you're holding
1: Gold. For me, I don't believe anything until it actually happens. Um, you can say it, you can say something's gonna happen a thousand times, but until it actually happens, then I'll believe it. Um, I didn't believe I was winning the belt until my arm was raised and the belt was in my hand. So that re- whole reaction, what you saw on TV, was 100 percent real. As far as being one of the faces of the company now, it's something that I've always wanted, and I believe. Whether you have championship gold or not, you need to represent the company to the fullest. Um, And that's, that's what I've been doing since day one. The only difference now is that I have championship gold. I have a higher standard. I have to not take my foot off the pedal. So that means training harder, studying harder, asking more questions, taking care of business in the ring, being more aggressive, and just taking everything up 100%.
0: And, you know, I'm curious about that because you mentioned, you know, you know, you talk about day one and here's the thing, like, I remember like when I first started seeing you. In AEW, and like the conversation around you was like, oh, this guy he has so much potential. Like, look at him. Like, he just looks so great. And you know, you're doing all this stuff with Team Taz, and and you're one of the guys that you're like, oh, like I can't wait to see when he breaks out and this and that. And there's always conversation around guys who have potential, right? But there are certain guys you never actually see it pay off, or it's just so much time till you actually see it pay off. And with AEW, we've been seeing so many faces come into the company. And you know, you really have to fight for your spot. So you being one of those guys that we've been seeing now in AEW for you know almost three or three years now, um, you know, and for you not to only just be that guy that started off with potential, but to really transform yourself and finally have this moment, what were the challenges for you when you know that you have to fight for your spot, you have to earn your spot and you have to prove, you know, to the powers that be that hey, I'm the right guy for this uh for this spot. What were those challenges for you?
1: being patient. You know, um ever since I've I've had children, I've learned that I have to be patient. <laughs> so that that helps out a lot and uh for me it's just making the most of any moment that you have, whether you have a match on elevation or you have a match on dark, you know, whether it's on dynamite or rampage, you have to make the most of any moment because you you're not guaranteed anything in this business. So, you know, it's just making the best of every moment i've had i've i've i truly feel that every big television match i've had or pay-per-view match i've had i've stood out you know i, I was remembered and that i knocked it out the park and so it, it eventually paid off so now like i said man I, I can't take my foot off the gas i can't slow up because there's always going to be somebody that's in my view mirror And I I can't afford to let anybody catch up to me.
0: Exactly. And I think like I remember when you had that match with CM Punk at, at Grand Slam Rampage and, uh, you know, that being like the, you know, his first televised match after the Darby yeah. Allen match, the pay-per-view match, like the first, you know, on, on television match. And I remember thinking like, damn, I'm like, this is such an incredible spot for Hobbs. Like the fact that he's getting this opportunity, it, it was it was crazy. It was such a it was a just a win across the board for you.
1: It was. It was a big test. Um, I was Christian Cage's second televised match. I believe uh, Frankie Kazarian was his first, so I was Christian's second. Um, opened up Saturday Night Dynamite against Hangman Page. And, uh, my very first Dynamite match uh, before I got signed it was against Darby Allen. And when I got signed, I had a FTW Match against Brian Cage, opening the show. So I've had plenty of opportunities, you know, where I got to showcase and prove myself time after time. And even Ricky Starks and I, we, we've had tag team championship matches, you know, against the Young Bucks, against um, Jurassic Express, Keith and Swerve. So you know, like I said, I, every time I've been in a big time spot, I felt I've knocked it out the park, and so
0: and delivered and people see that people notice it people like no um so i do want to ask you because you mentioned your children and i know that you know the world of a wrestler is so busy you're always on the road and this and that i want to ask you what your children's reactions were to you becoming tnt champion
1: yeah it's priceless it is um it's one of those things where just the the look on their face and the smiles and you know the hugs and kisses i got and you know, they got to see me win the the face of the Revolution ladder match, you know, so all that is priceless, you know, they, they got to hang out in San Francisco with me, and my son Bam Bam was just crazy about wrestling, he got in the ring, and he had a, a private match with Austin Gunn, you know, and my older son Julian is about 6'7", and he, he got a little taste, so it's... Just those moments right there, I just had to just sit back and just look at the emotion and just watch their eyes get all big, and it it was priceless. So it's something I I will never forget. Um, My son, Bam Bam, uh, he's the owner of the TNT Championship when it's home. So he's in charge of it. He takes care of it. So uh, that's his belt. I have to have my own little matches with him, so.
0: You know he's got the wrestling bug now, right? Like, they're oh. going to want to, like,
1: oh, pursue
0: yeah. it for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. That, that is true. All three of them.
0: Man, that's incredible. And how do you make sure, like, you know, to handle, like, this, uh, you know, this busy schedule, but also, you know, making sure that, you know, you're doing all the things you want to do with your kids and spending time with them. How do you, like, find that balance between both of those worlds?
1: So usually when I when I get home on, on Thursdays or whatever day I get home, it's, It's being super dead, pickups from school, after-school activities, um, our normal routine, dinner, bedtime, whatever they want to do, whether it's watch a show or listen to a story or read a book. And then as soon as they go to sleep, it's it's my time. Yeah, like my
0: time to finally get my TV on, whatever it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's either just texting someone, asking what can I do better, you know, what do you think of this match? And, you know, it's just... It's, it's wrestling time for me so
0: oh i like uh, it it's like the, the, the sharpening
1: yeah because like like i said man i'm i came from from nothing in this business to being a tnt champ and so i have to i'm not gonna get complacent where i'm at there's, there's so much more i can do there's so much more i want to do there's so much more i am going <laughs> to do so like i said i, I know there's people <laughs> behind me and you know i look in my rearview mirror and see them and And I'm not going to let anybody catch up to me.
0: You stay grinding. And that's the thing. You mentioned kind of, like, reaching out to people and asking about, you know, what they thought about this and this and that. Who are some of the people that, like, besides QT, that you've reached out to or that you have, like, good conversation with in regards to, like, advice, critique, you know, stuff like that?
1: Oh, man, I got a kind of, like, Billy Gunn is one. uh, Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, um, Mark Henry, I talk to Big Show, Dustin Rhodes, you know, I, there's so many people that I go to for advice or they'll come up and just give me advice. And it's wonderful when you have a vet who wants to sit down and watch your match with you. Instead it's like you. a pinchy moment, right? It's like, instead of me coming up and asking them, we like, hey, for your matchup, let's watch it. So I just got to shut my mouth up and and absorb whatever knowledge they're giving me.
0: That's really cool because you don't get, you know, not everybody gets these opportunities to be like, Hey, like this person gets to watch my match and give like, you know, their years of experience and knowledge and critique to you. Like, that's really cool. Um, Before we move into our last portion of the interview, I do want to ask you, because um, obviously, you know, one of the first things that you were involved in, in AEW was Team Taz. And, you know, you were doing stuff with Ricky Starks, with Taz, with Brian Cage. And, uh, you know, Starks has really gone off and kind of exploded and, you know, doing his thing, right? And uh, so I do want to ask you, because, you know, being part of that group, how did that kind of, you know, uh help shape you help shape your start in aew and also you know what was it like working with somebody like starks and cage who were you know trying to get their names out and then taz who comes with so many years of experience and and seems like he just has a very insightful mind
1: i think the the one thing special about that group is we were all hungry and we weren't given a lot and so we all had a bond where we all stuck together and every moment we've had we we killed it um yeah, like I said, the best thing about it is we were all hungry and we were all being patient and wondering, okay, what's next for us? What can we do more? How can we make this our whatever segment we're in different or whatever match we have that's different? And and Taz has been in our position where he was he's been hungry before, so getting advice from him definitely helped. But we all we all knew that we were all destined to break out like it wasn't this group wasn't meant to be together for years and years and years you know so we each all knew our own star power and obviously you see it now so but it's just being with a group of guys that are hungry like you and you just make every moment and you guys just kill it
0: Exactly. And that's, that was like, that was cool because you're wondering, like, you always wonder like, oh, what's going to happen with this person? what this, what's this person going to do and this and that. And also like one of the things I mentioned to you when I saw you at the bowling um, alley thing um, was dude, your transformation, man. Holy cow. You have really just, I, I told you this. I'm like, you have really just, you can tell that you've worked so hard and you've really transformed yourself and the look that you have is just incredible. So I do want to ask you about that. You know, what gears in your head were like, okay, I need to make, sure that i you know do this do that um talk to us about this transformation that you had of yours
1: you gotta well i got signed and got some money (laughs) so (laughs) i had to be real i got signed i got a little extra money and i hired a nutritionist and a personal trainer you know someone to keep me accountable um i I have my my monthly check-ins so it's you know i I, gotta be real i I got some money and i had to change things up so you know, was no secret formula. It's just finding the right person that was willing to help me. And, you know, it's being on national TV. You got to look a certain way. You know, you got to present yourself as a as an athlete, as a star. So it's, you know, I had to I had to do something about it.
0: Hey, that's a smart way to spend your money. If you want to if it you is, want the it money is. to keep on coming. Right.
1: It is. You know, you want to show that you're not only improving in the ring, but you want to you know, show that your your body's improving, that you you care about your body. Because, I mean, we put our bodies on the line every week. So you got to make sure you're in top physical shape.
0: All right. So my last question before we get into the lightning round is I do want to ask you, because obviously we talked a lot about you being TNT champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk those goals, man. Short-term goals, long-term goals. Uh, where do you see yourself, like, by the end of this year, in the next five years? What are we talking?
1: I see myself being, by the end of the year, still having some type of gold um goal of mine is being the first african-american world champion i know that's uh on some other people's plate but that's definitely a um huge portion of my plate um i plan on being the face of the company i plan on bringing a different aspect and culture to aew um that's something that I'm that I'm working on so
0: I like that I like that and what like what exactly okay so I want to I want to make sure that we kind of elaborate on that because what do you what's your because I feel like everyone's going to take something different from that what is your definition of that when you mean like bringing in like a different culture you know that type of thing like what's your that, definition bringing of that?
1: In people who, who normally don't watch wrestling
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know just making people wanted to I, I wanted to be must-see tv That's what I want AEW to be. So anyone that's normally not, that doesn't tune into wrestling, you know, I want to create a buzz and, you know, have people wonder, who's this powerhouse guy? You know, what what channel is he on? Okay, well, let's see what this is all about. So that's what I mean by that
0: awesome i love that all right so okay we got a couple minutes left i'm gonna go ahead and jump into the lightning round portion um answer these however you please they're just like super 10 random questions they're gonna be like what is she what is she talking about here but we got some fun ones in here so here we go question number one uh do you still remember how your first ever match went
1: my first ever pro wrestling match ever yeah so yes so i was training we had just learned how to Go over the top rope backwards, and I was the only one in my class that had some generic boots and generic gear. And someone didn't show up to a battle royal, and I was told, Go ahead and get dressed, you're in the battle royal. And I got chopped, punched, kicked profusely. And next thing I knew, I was getting clotheslined over the top rope.
0: Oh man, how did you feel about it? Like, did you feel good about your performance?
1: All all my classmates in my class were just popping, like, Oh man, did you you went over that so great? And uh, that was my first little little moment i thought i thought i was the thought i was the business by taking a clothesline over the top <laughs> rope in the battle royal you know
0: that's awesome a uh, question number two uh who are your top three favorite wrestlers growing up
1: oh man top three let's see man it all depends what type of mood i was in um sometimes i had an attitude growing up as a kid and i was a little asshole sometimes i wanted to be a funny goofy guy um but my top three, I got narrow to it, narrow it down right quick. One would have to probably be, <sighs> I love Ravish and Rick Rude, Booker T. And it's a little mixture and tie between, uh, I want to say, Brock Rock and Austin.
0: I love it. You're like top three. This is a top five. <laughs> you got yeah, a little yeah, bit of everything in top of top it. Top yeah. That was
1: in and you know, so
0: Yeah, yeah. I can't blame you. Question number three. Um, what match were you the most nervous for? This could be at any point in your career.
1: Mm. Oh man, the most nervous for. I get a little anxious before every match, even if it's you know, 30 second match. Um <laughs> oh, man, the most nervous for. Probably my very first like live televised match, and that was against Brian Cage. Like opening the show, it was my very like it, I wrestled Darby on a Saturday Night Dynamite, and it was, and it was taped. Uh, but my very first one was against Brian Cage for that TW belt, and it's like, okay, you're opening the show, and I'm just like,
0: okay,
1: the you know. pressure's oh. on yeah yeah you know you don't want to you want to make sure people don't click away from the channel so you know so i, I was really nervous for that
0: that's a good one and it makes sense it makes sense at uh, question number four what artists or songs are on your uh, gym playlist
1: oh man it's a little mixture it goes between luther vandross michael mcdonald a little ice cube tupac biggie um yeah, it's a mixture. It depends what type of mood I'm in. So I love it—a
0: little bit of everything. Yeah,
1: I can, you know, throw up some 125 dumbbells to a little Luther. So you know, it'll smoke <laughs>
0: <up>. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, question number five: If you could have free meals for uh, for life at one fast food chain, which one would you choose?
1: It wouldn't be a fast food chain. It would be Fruity Pebbles all day.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Okay. All day. I love those. Uh, question number six: uh, What is the biggest risk you have ever taken?
1: <laughs> um, the biggest risk I've ever taken. Oh man, probably uh, when I was younger, just hanging around my older brother, and I, <laughs> I'll i leave it at that. His his story has been put out. It's just probably just hanging around the wrong people. Now, you know, as an adult, now that I think about it.
0: And question number seven, um, what would your younger self think of you of who you are today?
1: Oh man, I don't think this dude is cool. This dude is, man, came from a two square mile city, has his own day, has his own action figure, you know? So I I would actually be looking up to myself. You're
0: like, I'm ready to be that guy when I grow up.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, not everybody's role model, but I'm someone's role model.
0: Exactly. Uh, question number eight. And this one's super random. If you were a ghost, who would you haunt? My sister. <laughs> Why your sister?
1: She used to terrorize me as a child. <laughs> like I was like, I remember just walking in the room and she would jump out the closet and scare me and just get me in so much trouble. There's an instance where she lit a uh, a bottle rocket in our living room and she threw it on the carpet and stepped on it. It was a big hole in the carpet and blamed me for it. So no. I, I would terrorize the living shit out of her. Like every moment I got
0: feels justified, feels yes. justified.
1: Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> Question number nine, if money were no object, what outrageous luxury item would you add to your house? Oh
1: man. I would probably add a, a secret. Hmm. I probably had something like the bat cave under my house.
0: Like a secret doorway where like you yeah, press it, just, it and it like spins yeah, around and you go like in like and you're in your own man little, cave.
1: My own little hideout, my own little layer that nobody could track. And it'd be like earthquake and flood proof and all <laughs> Mother Nature proof. <laughs> and I could just track people and just, you know, maybe be a, like a undercover part-time superhero or something
0: oh that's good okay i'm seeing like sensing like a double life type yeah, of deal. yeah yeah all righty and last question question number 10 uh what is something that never fails to make you laugh
1: probably when my kids get into arguments
0: <laughs> do you As try they, not to choose sides
1: yeah i try not to and a lot of times i just do this because you know there's you know my, my five-year-old would try to get into it with my 17 year old and this and it's just funny, and my my two year old will get into it with the five year old, and they have their own conversations, and they and they can't really pronounce things right. So you know, it's just I'm not gonna put them on blast, but my, he'll probably see it one day. And I remember my five year old Bam Bam was using the restroom, and he was struggling a little bit. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like. I'm constamated, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, things like little things like that with them make me laugh. And, you know, so it's, it's hanging around them. They just, there's always something they do that makes me laugh.
0: That's so cute, man. That's awesome. That's really awesome. righty, Hobbs. Well, I want to thank you so much for doing this interview with me and taking of time course. out of your thank busy you. schedule to come chat with me. Uh, before we go, just let the people know where they can find you, where they can support you and all of that good stuff.
1: I am on Twitter uh, at True Willie Hobbs. Uh, Same thing for Instagram. You can see me weekly on AEW, Dynamite on TBS. AEW Rampage on TNT. Follow me. I'm everywhere. Google Powerhouse Hobbs. I am the first thing that pops up. So, yeah, that's me.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Well, I'm going to post all of the links to that in the description box below. But I'm Denise Alcedo. This is the TNT champ, powerhouse Hobbs, and we'll catch you on the next vid. Thanks, everyone.